Thanks for turning in to another episode of Dairyland Frights, paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. My name is John, and I'm here today with my two co-hosts, Brooke and Megan. How are you guys doing today? Very good. I'm excited. This is a really cool episode. It's our 10th episode, which I know you're going to talk about. I don't want to take your thunder away, but <laughs> very excited about this episode. Megan, how are you? Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm yeah. very unfamiliar with this subject we're going to talk about today, so I'm excited to learn more from Brooke. Yeah. So today we are super excited because and super pumped because this is our 10th episode. So we're really excited about this because, well, you know, it's always hard in the podcast game to know how far you're going to get and, you know, what you're going to do. But first of all, I like to say thanks to my co-hosts, Brooke and Megan. Uh, oh, thanks, John. You guys have been the greatest and we have so much fun. Even your dad says we're having fun, Megan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's one of our best listeners. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom, by the way. Uh, um, <laughs> and I look forward to more spooky episodes. So thank you so much, ladies. So yes, thank you, let's John. get right to it. This week, we're covering something really interesting. It's the Mothman. But you're saying, yeah, I know the Mothman. I, yeah, I've heard about it. Not like this. It's probably not the Mothman you're familiar with. This Mothman wasn't in West Virginia in the 60s. It's in Chicago today. <laughs> and by the way, the bears suck. Sorry. No. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to throw that in there. What can we say? So, without further ado, this is a meaty, this is a great episode, Brooke. Amazing job. So I'm just going to turn it right to you, Brooke. Let's get into this. This is awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff to cover. So I agree. Um, so if you are a fan, this is my little intro, I had to do this because I thought it was fun. If you're a fan <laughs> of comic books and superhero movies, you may already know that the city of Gotham, Batman's hometown has a lot in common with Chicago. Christopher Nolan himself even said that Chicago inspired his version of Gotham while writing and directing the Dark Knight trilogy. And for that reason, it almost seems fitting that Chicago has become home to the latest version of a dark-winged crusader. Not a Batman, but a Mothman. So, <laughs> very fun. Um, I want to cover a couple sources that I'm going to be talking about. We'll go more in depth on each of them, because one of them specifically is like a very large part of the entire backstory of this uh of this phenomenon, but um, there's actually a Vice article that I'm going to or talk about, um, which is cool. It's cool to see like larger groups and larger, um, I don't know, associations talking about this type of thing. So there's a Vice article, there's an NPR, uh, they did a mini podcast that was posted on October of 2019 called The Case mm. for the Chicago Mothman. So that was, that's a fun <laughs> listen if you're, if you're wanting to learn a little bit more, it's just like goofy um, but there's also a website called phantomsandmonsters.com, and this is the big one. So they also have a Google map that uh, the creators of this website have made that um, it's called the Chicago slash Lake Michigan Winged Humanoid Regional Interactive Map. Oh, cool. And it actually pins like every single sighting that has been like documented um, of this creature over the last like about like 20 years, actually. So oh, wow. 
yeah, it's very cool. It's like a very helpful um, in putting together all my information. That was um, it was awesome. It's like it's a lot to go through. There's um, about 160 hmm. total sightings, so there's a lot. Oh, but uh, wow. yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I used it a ton, and I'll come back to it and give you a little bit more uh, details about the guy who created it and stuff in the in in a little bit. Um, but first let's set the scene. I want to briefly talk about Point Pleasant because I know that if you're listening to this and you've heard of Mothman, yep. the Mothman that you're familiar with is probably the Point Pleasant Mothman. So this Mothman was seen very frequently in Point Pleasant, West Virginia between 1966 and 1967. It's really interesting and I don't want to go too in depth because I'm sure someday we will probably do an episode yeah, about this. Um, mm -hmm. But Essentially, there were like probably like 200 sightings of this creature um, in a very short period of time. And all of these sightings kind of led up to the Silver Bridge collapse, which is one of the most deadly bridge collapses in American history. It killed 46 people. Wow. And the, the Silver Bridge actually connected Point Pleasant um, across the river to Ohio. So it's like right across mm -hmm. from Ohio. Um, and it was like on Christmas or like close to Christmas, there were tons of people um, like packed onto this bridge because they were coming back from doing holiday shopping and the bridge collapsed, sending a bunch of people into the water. Mm. And again, yeah, 46 people ended up dying. And it kind mm. of like it got tied to this Mothman thing because after the bridge collapsed, the Mothman sighting pretty much stopped, which was very odd. And um, mm. a lot of people kind of thought that maybe Mothman was some sort of bad omen. Um which was kind of interesting. But now Mothman in Point Pleasant, West Virginia is a huge tourist attraction. They have a statue, they have a museum, um, an, an annual festival. Um, he's a burrito. I actually went to, <laughs> yeah, went to Point Pleasant, um, West Virginia, uh, like a couple years ago with my husband. And we, we have a bunch of pictures um, from it. But, uh, but yeah, there's a sign, of, like this burrito store that had, it had yeah. a sign that said like Mothman burritos now available. <laughs> I, I thought you yeah. said festival burrito. Like it's a festival burrito. Like there's oh, no, no festival that. burrito. <laughs> no, two that. separate things. The festival, yeah, draws in a lot of people every year. And like Point, Point Pleasant is a pretty small town. I mean, by West Virginia standards, it's probably like fairly decent size, but um, but it's a small town and uh, Mothman's definitely a, a traffic driver for them. Um, <laughs> you can also have Mothman officiate your wedding. Very Ooh. fun. Man, um, I missed out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was uh, even a movie that came out, I believe in 2002 yep. um, with Richard yeah. Gere called The Mothman Mothman Prophecy. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. And even at the... Um, at the museum they have like um different props and stuff from the movie which is fun um nice. so yeah it's very cool and again we will go more into depth on that in a later episode i'm sure so suffice it to, suffice it to say that this is uh the more popular version of mothman right. but the chicago mothman has been really interesting and it's a lot more recent so sightings officially started in 2011 um there were actually instances now of people kind of dating back their sightings and they go back as far as 1999 was the earliest one that is at least on the the map huh. that has all the pins on it um so it goes back a little bit further than 2011 but 2011 was like the official start and then it peaked like hard in 2017 so of the like 160 sightings um 100 and or sorry uh 56 of them were in 20, oh, wow. 2017 so that's a lot that was yeah that was definitely the the biggest year but they've been continuing 
fairly consistently since then. So there's been like 15 to 20 pretty much every year since 2017. So they're still pretty common. And actually the most recent sighting that I could find was from February 5th of 2023. So <laughs> as we're recording this, that was like a week ago. So very, very wow. recent. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. So we will talk about that one. Um, but also, according to the Singular 14 Society, this is the largest concentration of flying humanoid sightings since the Mothman phenomenon, phenomenon hit Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the 1960s. So mm. um, it's definitely kind of similar, kind of different because it's in a like major metropolitan area. Yeah. But it's interesting. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the sightings and kind of patterns that we'll see throughout okay. what we'll talk about. So many of the sightings tend to happen near bodies of water, um, mm. specifically Lake Michigan. So Lon Strickler, um, we'll talk about him quite a bit. He's actually the one who created that Monsters and Phantoms or Phantoms and Monsters uh, website. And um, yeah. his like group also created that map. So he actually refers to this creature also as the Lake Michigan Mothman, um, often because mm. there are sightings as far north as Chicago, or, or as far north of Chicago as Milwaukee. So there are sightings in Milwaukee. And then yep. as far west mm. as, I thought this was fun, um, there's actually a couple sightings in Mineral Point, Wisconsin, which we just ah. talked about. Yeah. Yep. And, the Mineral and Point actually, Vampire and Mothman. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Honestly, maybe it's all tied together. We just don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> I wonder. Uh-huh. It could be. could be. Um, and then as far south and east of Chicago as the Prairie Creek Reservoir, which is east of Indianapolis, kind of near Muncie, Indiana. So this is mm. quite a ways away from Chicago, but it's, um, I'll talk about this later. This is a really interesting sightings that are all very like cohesive yeah. that were in that yeah. area specifically. Um, and then along with water, there are also a lot of sightings near airports. And we'll go into detail about this, but there are so many sightings that happened um, near O'Hare. And that seems to be kind of like the more modern, like recent sightings are like all near O'Hare airport. But again, we'll talk about that. Um, mm. So when talking about like how the Mothman is described in all these sightings. So I looked at like, like a hundred of them. I didn't read through every single one. Mm -hmm. um, but I looked through a lot and uh, um, yeah. looking through all of them, this is kind of the general description of what this creature looks like. So generally is described as being between six and 10 feet tall. Um, most people seem to say around seven feet. Um, that seems to be like the most common one, like slightly taller than a tall person, basically. Okay. Um, and then his wingspan, ten, they say that it's always like much larger than he is tall. So like between 10 and 15 feet mm. normally. So very large wingspan. Also, the creature has glowing eyes, mostly described as red or like amber. So yeah. you'll hear like red, yellowish, orangish, amber, most mm. generally. There are certain ones that say green, but these seem to be like in the Milwaukee area, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, so okay. it's kind of interesting. And yeah. and I know Lon Strickler has actually said that he thinks that there are like multiple variations of the creature depending on like mm. the location. So um that's not scary. <laughs> right, yeah. There's just a family of mothmen, like family of mothmen. Great. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like the ones that occur in Chicago mostly they describe like red, reddish glowing eyes or amber glowing eyes. Um, hmm. mostly also they report this creature as having leather-like skin similar to a bat. Um, but some of them, and we will talk about at least one, which I'm excited about, um, some of them do say that it's like fur. Or, and that the creature is brown. So mostly right. in Chicago, wow. it's like a black 
uh, leathery bat-like creature. Outside of Chicago, it kind of varies a little bit, which again is why he thinks that it's multiple different types of I can creatures. see that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then a big thing is the majority of them um, say that the creature doesn't have like a neck, like has a small protruding head, kind of like a moth or an owl maybe, but um, not okay. really like a neck and a head like a person. Like the body shape is like mm. a person, like human like yeah. legs and arms and torso, but the head is like not really as human-like, so... Um, and then in terms of behavior, this is fun. Um, <laughs> these are some things that Mothman seems to frequently do. So he stares at people ominously. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, sometimes he makes clicking and screeching noises. Those are oh, the common, uh, yeah, common descriptions of the noises Aww. that this creature makes. Uh, yeah, like rapid clicking or like high pitched screeching. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Yes. Uh, he also dives off of buildings and rooftops. He swoops towards people's cars frequently. Ooh. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, fun <laughs> stuff, you know. Um, sometimes he gives people a feeling of dread, especially when he's staring at them ominously. And he will frequently be seen flying towards Lake Michigan and disappearing into the night. So, so Brooke, we kind yeah. of brought that up on um, the Goat Man, right? Remember? Was, was it the Goat Man or what was the other cryptid that these two father and son were seen when they saw the I creature. I was just about to say that, John. That was the lacrosse man bat. And oh yeah. Man the more you talk about it, Brooke, there's so many different like similarities right. that I'm seeing. Yeah. That is very like, true. Uh, that very sense of similar. dread, people getting sick yeah. when they're around it, yeah. swooping up into the air. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very similar. And I was actually that that's interesting that you mentioned that because i was thinking about that because i was like oh i wonder if the man bat is on his um on his map and it's not i think it's like a little too far out of the range that he is like pinning right. things sure. but I, I think it's like a it's very similar so i feel like it all kind of ties mm. together and again maybe there are like more of these creatures that we could even oh know about so fun stuff yeah. um something else interesting to note is that quite a few sightings especially toward interestingly the rockford illinois area so a little bit outside of the chicago metropolitan area they describe the sightings as like being like a gargoyle or a demon which i mm. thought is odd because that's kind of like a very yeah. specific thing like a gargoyle mm. to me yeah has a very unique look to it but a lot of it's mentioned quite a bit um i would say like at least 20 of the 160 sightings say like oh i saw a gargoyle which is huh interesting are they the same who knows? Maybe I don't know. Completely different things they're seeing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So a quick fun fact about gargoyles. They're not bad. They're actually good. You're supposed to put gargoyles on your building to protect mm -hmm. you from evil spirits. Right. Right. So, yeah. so maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a good omen. Who knows? Maybe. You never know. Okay. Maybe, you know? Look at us. We cracked the case. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing too. I I think I was gonna mention this at the end, but um, I did look into see if like any sort of like bridge collapse or like structural collapse has mm. happened in the Chicago area, like in mm. 2017 specifically or 2018. Um, and I couldn't find anything. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I was even looking up like any mass casualty event. It's like I felt very sure. like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I felt very ominous to like look this stuff up, but I could not really find anything that would be okay. like associated with this. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah. So anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about the timeline coming up, which is very fun and interesting. So again, I wanted to give a shout out to Lon Strickler for compiling all this um, in his interactive map. 
he he kind of like has um he has a lot of accounts that he was like like someone specifically called him and gave him the details but he also takes other people's accounts from like other sources too and compiles it all into the same thing so it's it's very like it's very complete oh. which is really nice Thanks. um Lon strickler also he um, is the author of multiple books. He kind of seems like he's um, going to be like a new character that we talk about a lot um, <laughs> as we kind of branch into Illinois, you know, similar to the to our commonly occurring characters in the Wisconsin area. So yeah. it'd be kind of fun. Um, so he, uh, one of the books that he wrote is called Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. But um, oh, he's written cool. other books as well. And he is a self-described Fortean researcher, which I wanted to look into this like, phrase because yeah. it kept popping up right so apparently the phrase 14 researcher it comes from this guy named charles fort and he lived from 1874 to 1932 and he was an american writer and researcher who specialized in anomalous phenomena and the terms 14 um are sometimes used now to characterize like these various types of phenomena so that comes from his last yeah. name fort um, cool. And then this comes directly from Wikipedia, and this sounds really cool. So reported events in his writings include teleportation, which is a term that Charles Fort is actually credited with mm. inventing. Um, yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, falls of frogs, fishes, and inorganic materials, spontaneous <laughs> human combustion, ball lightning, um, another term explicitly used by Fort, poltergeist events, unaccountable noises and explosions, levitation, unide unidentified flying objects, and unexplained disappearances. So this guy Whoa. sounds very fun and cool. Yeah. yeah. I want to read yeah. that. I know. I'm like, I'm really curious to like learn more about this guy. I'm like, maybe we could do like a whole episode just about oh, yeah. him and like, his past cool and stuff. Yeah, he sounds super cool. So, so yeah, so a lot of people will call themselves Fortean researchers, kind of like in honor of this guy, um, kind of like continuing, I guess, his legacy and all that. Um, Lon Strickler himself also works uh, closely with the Singular Fortean Society. They have a whole website too where they also document different people's experiences of uh cryptid sightings ufo sightings that sort of thing um so he's part of their network and something cool is that this society is actually based in madison um yeah. so yeah definitely think we should do some more like uh yep. looking looking into them seeing if we could you know talk to them but i put some Will links do. in our yeah so very cool he again also runs the website phantoms and monsters um it's frequently updated with Real life cryptid experiences, not just of Mothman, but of other ones too. Um, his website does look like it was created in 2001, very similar to the W <laughs> files from a couple episodes ago. Um, but it is frequently updated. Like he updated it just a couple nice. days ago for that February one. But but yeah, it's very interesting. So Lon told the Chicago reader that he encountered Mothman when he was a child in Pennsylvania. So he's been kind of determined to learn more about it ever since. Mm. And like I said, believes that there are at least three flying humanoids across the chicago area due to the various locations of the sightings and like pockets of the sighting of the sightings like different concentrations in certain areas and also some accounts of people seeing multiple beings at one time which is kind of oh, interesting wow. as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah. It was yeah it's very interesting so <laughs> i put like okay now time for this wild timeline um, so the sightings on the map are not necessarily in chronological order. So like the first ones are actually in 2011, but then 
you know, it might be like 2012 yeah. and someone comes to him sure. and he's like, hey, I had this experience in 1999. So it's like right. kind of out of order yeah, so i, I tried to like put everything in order so that i could get a good <laughs> idea of like how many hmm. sightings occurred in each year so i think i sort of put that together but you know we'll see <laughs> how accurate okay. it is well, benefit of the doubt yeah yeah you know it's it's like sort of accurate but the we first did. one <laughs> the first one that i um could for sure find was from 1999 um and this was actually not reported to lon himself until 2018 so much like a long time after this woman had this experience, but this was an account of an elderly woman who lives in Rockford, Illinois. And this is one of those ones where she specifically describes a creature as a gargoyle. Um, mm -hmm. So she says that her, her husband and a friend were sitting out like on their porch and just kind of like enjoying a drink sitting outside. And they saw this flying red eyed gargoyle. It was seven feet tall, had a really large wingspan, and she wow. said that it had small cat-like ears and okay. leathery skin okay. like a bat. And she said it was flying slowly near a tree, and then it moved um, in the distance towards some pines. She said it didn't notice them looking at it, and then eventually okay. it just, like, disappeared. She said it almost, like, not even, like, disappeared behind the trees, but disappeared Ooh. before it got to trees, which is kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and she, so I guess she told her son about this like a long time ago and her son actually knew about Lon and his website. So she, or he recommended that she reach out to him. So she yeah. didn't really know about like all this other research that he had done, um, mm -hmm. but her son encouraged her to reach out. Um, and this also, uh, just kind of a side note, I wanted to mention this, like her talking about this creature flying like slowly. And she, I think she even mentioned that he only like, flapped its wings like once or twice this seems to be like a very common thing too is that it has like very wow. slow wing movement or doesn't move its wings yeah. at all and flies like okay. very slowly throughout the sky so huh. it's kind of interesting that'll keep like kind of popping up um that like similar description so after that there are at least one sighting each in each of these years so 2001 2002 2006, 7, and 2010. Okay. So at least one sighting is in each of one in each of those years. But I don't. I'm not going to mention all of them. But I did yeah. want to mention though there was one from 2002 um, that was also from Rockford. So I thought that was kind of interesting because only like three mm -hmm. years after the other woman's sighting, um, and this person described a winged man bat flying towards her car um, that was six feet tall with a 12 foot wingspan. So, um, yeah. So Whoa. again, just wanted That's to mention that. I know. Not scary at all. It seems to, seems to happen a lot. The flying swooping down towards a car. So um, yeah. can I just, yeah. what is your, why would like, you know, how birds sometimes fly towards your car and everything like that, but, or they get out of the way at the last minute, right? We driving yeah. down the road and there's a bird eating dead deer meat or whatever <laughs> right and yeah. you get close to it and they all take off right uh-huh like why you why do you think the chicago mothman goes towards a car do you think they they're threatened do you think they think of something else i mean because yeah. that's pretty weird that would do that it is weird i do like from the the other accounts we'll talk about i do feel like okay. maybe it's like a, a, a feeling of being threatened because they do seem to kind of just like mind their business until they like notice a person is nearby. Mm. So it might just mm -hmm. be like them, you know, yeah. maybe they were just right. doing their mothman thing and then they see a car and they get like <laughs> annoyed and like oh, want to okay. scare it away sure. or something. Yeah. yeah Cause it, 
that seems like kind of a, a very frequent experience. And if someone's not in a car, then it'll just stare at them ominously. So it's like, in, <laughs> okay, in some so there's way, a difference. Yeah, regardless of the situation, it does seem, yeah, yeah, it does <laughs> seem like he's trying to intimidate people a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, so 2011 was when kind of like more frequent sightings started occurring. So there were actually seven sightings in 2011. Wow. Um, and the first one that it's actually the very first sighting documented by Lon. So if you look at the map, this is the first one that actually pops up. So this was in August of 20 or uh, yeah, 2011 and August 22nd. And this one was actually very interesting. And there is like a photograph of this that I put into our outline. We can add it to our Instagram mm. as well. So other people can see it. But basically there was a man and this was near the Chicago Midway airport. So this is not O'Hare. This is a separate airport. That's like yeah. in the downtown area. Right. Mm -hmm. And he described a bat like object and he, so apparently what had happened. So he was kind of, he was at this, like, I think it was like a car dealership and there was a big statue of a guy and he noticed that these like teenage girls were like pointing at the statue and laughing and he was like oh what's going on so they left and then he went over there to see what they were laughing at and from a certain angle it looked like one of the statue's hands was like popping through his pants so it looked like a little <laughs> a little you know risque yeah. so he was like okay. it was funny too so he like took out his camera and started taking a picture of the statue so he could like show his friends or whatever right and he actually didn't notice the thing in the background at first until he went back and looked at the pictures. And so you'll see the picture at the, again, the bottom, if you want to scroll down and look at it. Um, but it looks like a, I don't know, kind of like a bat, I guess. I think it's interesting because it's like, um, like a lot of people have looked at this and say like, oh, this is like a kite. And it definitely could be like, I, I do definitely think that it could just be a kite. Um, but it's interesting to me that it almost looks like mm. lighter at the tips of its wings right. as though like it does actually, yeah yes, it like does. as though they're see-through or something like that yeah um so it's interesting and he had no idea what this was and i i don't remember exactly why he decided to reach out to i think he maybe reached out to lon specifically um but you could even see the statue on the left and why he took the picture in the first place because his hand doesn't right. look like it's out of his pants but um <laughs> But yeah, so this was a very um, interesting experience guy had. Right. So he reported it. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I don't know. What do you guys think it looks like, I guess? I'm just amazed he didn't even see that when he was taking the photo. Yeah. It's a very right. odd shape. Yeah, like it's I'm not natural to me. Yes. Yeah. I, and I, I don't really see any. Oh, well, that you know. This could be photoshopped out or whatever, but still, I don't see like a string or anything pulling down. You know, with a kite, you right. see the string. It's pretty obvious, and you it, it, kites don't really go like this. They kind of they, mm -hmm. they're not as how do you say as solid because you know yeah. if you fall on a kite when you're mm -hmm. a little kid, they're all over the place and they're cheaply made, and you know it's not going to look like this per se. But again, interesting makes yeah. you wonder on this one. So for huh. sure. And it definitely looks like dark. Like yeah. I don't know. I, I usually kites are like bright colors and like kind of fun. And yeah. Bright. Yeah. It Plus, doesn't. I, yeah. I feel like the wings on it, they, they almost look like they're meant to be like gliding wings. Yeah. Like, so I don't yeah. know if it, they look like <laughs> flapping wings. Cause it almost looks like, like, I don't know, like a base jumper, how they have those. Right. Big yeah. Suits right. On. 
Yeah, like but I think suit. those, yeah, those flying squirrel suits, I don't think they weren't developed around this time. I could be wrong, but right. again, for a person to be doing this, I don't know why you would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the shape is weird. In the middle of wherever, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. It's I love that, Brooke. That is really yeah. cool. Thank you, Sharon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely interesting. And it's cool that like, yeah. it's the very first sighting, I guess, and there's photographic evidence, but, um, but yeah, so after this, it's interesting, there were a couple there. So there are six more sightings in 2011. Um, I'm going to talk about two other ones. So this next one occurred. So both of the other ones. So September 30th and October 14th were the next two sightings. So pretty closely after the initial one, which was August 22nd. But the next two both occur on the University of Illinois Chicago campus. And the first one on September 30th, I think is really interesting. So there was a college student and she describes that her roommate and her were both getting ready to go out downtown. <clears throat> and her roommate freaked out all of a sudden. And she says that she saw a pair of orange eyes staring at her through the window of their third floor apartment. Oh, and no. yeah, which is terrifying. Um, yeah. But her roommate was kind of the person who was telling the story. Her roommate was kind of like, uh, like, I don't know that you really saw that. Like it was probably just street lights. Mm -hmm. calm down. So she was kind of like trying to help her calm down. And then um, she like she went into a different room and then her the person telling the story, the other roommate walked by and she actually saw the same thing. And then she like saw like the silhouette of a creature like attached to these eyes and then it like flew away. And so now they're both freaking out. <laughs> and interestingly, they actually had a group of like male friends, like male students who were their friends um, who were going to meet them so that they could all go out together. And I guess these guys showed up like 10 minutes later and they're all like freaking out and they're like oh my god we just saw like the craziest thing outside and um they said that they had seen like a big man-sized creature flying in the vicinity and then it went and like landed on top of a basketball hoop and they said at <laughs> least like people saw this wow um, and huh. so then like all of them are freaking out they didn't even end up going out that night because they were so freaked out by the whole situation so very interesting um, and then there was another story that happened shortly after this on October 5th, 14th, um, also on the college campus. And this student also described kind of something similar. But I thought what was interesting is she said that it was it looked like an oversized sugar glider with red glowing eyes, which I thought oh, was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what that picture looks like to me is that, similar. Yeah, to I can oh, totally agree with okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. There were a couple other sightings in 2011 as well, but I didn't document all of them. Um, and after 2011, the sightings kind of died down a little bit. Um, there was at least one sighting in every year between 2011 and 2016. So all five of those years, there was at least one, usually two or three. Um, but I didn't really document any of them because they were just kind of one-off things. But 2017 is where things really popped off. So there were 55 Ooh. sightings in 2017. Whoa, holy moly. That's a lot. It's a That's ton. A yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot. And I did not get a chance to look at every single one. So I kind of just picked a couple ah. random ones that I thought were interesting. Um, but again, it, th these sightings too were like pretty concentrated to the downtown Chicago area. So like in other years, they kind of were like, you know, maybe out in Rockford or maybe like further east or further north towards milwaukee but the ones in 2017 really were concentrated in like the downtown chicago area so um so the first sighting 
that happened in 2017 was in April, on April 15th. Um, and this was in a parking lot near the Chicago International Produce Market. And this is an anonymous report because he didn't really want to like be labeled as weird or anything. But he <laughs> described um, what he said looked like a giant owl that was at least seven feet tall with bright yellowish reddish eyes. So again, hmm. pretty similar description. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he said that four or five other guys also saw this creature um, staring at them. And he, he was like perched up on top of a building and he was staring down at these like five guys and all of them felt like super uneasy. They were just kind of like in this stare off with this creature. And then all of a sudden it took off into the sky and it's, they said it made the sound of truck brakes, like old, like semi brakes that are like kind of oh, worn true. out, like very screechy. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because there was actually another sighting in August of 2017 that described the sound in the exact same way. Um, and it was only a mile and a half from the first sighting. So a little bit more east towards like Michigan. But they, again, like described it the same way, like sounding like old squeaky truck brakes. So kind of interesting. It's it's cool to me when you see like, I don't know, very specific similarities between different accounts, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the first one which set off just like a slew of other additional <laughs> sightings. So yeah. there was another sighting near Logan square. And I wanted to include this one cause this was actually um, documented by vice. So I wanted to include like oh. some sources that were not the same website um, mm -hmm. just to, I guess, cause so they actually interviewed this guy. Um, so there's a vice article from 2018 called people keep seeing the mothman in Chicago. Very, very blunt to the point. <laughs> um, yeah. But they, yeah. Cool. It's like, yeah, I guess they do. Um, mm -hmm. So this guy that they interviewed was named John um, Amatrano. And he believes he saw a Mothman. And he actually described the experience um, of seeing it as almost similar to how people would describe a pterodactyl. Oh, so this creature, Yeah, that, like, that's how big like he said it was. So it was like had muscular legs, a human-like shape. Um, and flew in a strange swooping motion, like undulating up and down without like flapping oh. its wings. So again, very Weird. like gliding and slow, not flapping its wings and like moving that fast. Um, and I like this quote from him. He said, the reason I said something in the first place is that nobody wants to say anything because they don't want to be perceived as a crackpot or a crazy person. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that those things don't happen. So I like that he actually, he's one of the only people who actually like put his name on it and was like, yeah, yeah good for like we have his full, yeah, his full first and last name, which is good. Yeah. Um, oh, so a quick side note, Brooke, the one thing we'll have to cover uh, down the road here is people have been seeing pterodactyls in California. Interesting. And uh, hmm. there's a picture of it recently um, that maybe we decide we want to do this and share. However, there has been some people having a little fun and right. <laughs> putting out pterodactyl <laughs> models per se. Right, I'm around. sure. <laughs> so, not to say this 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 does sound nothing nothing like that, but right. But it has been recently, just a few months ago, I saw an article and the guy took a picture. Looks exactly like a pterodactyl. I mean, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So, That's, so yeah. interesting. You know. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I have a Seven question for you too. Yeah. So people keep saying like, oh, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be seen as like a mm. crazy person. What would yeah. you two do if you saw something like Ugh. this? It's like, would you share it with other people? And I, I mean, would where would you even know to start? It's like, who do I 
tell, you know, because yeah. some people, they keep it to themselves, but it's like, sure. who right. would make the most sense to tell? That's a good, I feel like it being where we are. And now that I know what I know, I would reach out to Lon personally. I would probably well, want to be, to stay anonymous, honestly, even like being the person that I am, I still think, you know, I would probably stay anonymous yeah, and i agree right yeah but i would reach out to lon if i saw like a mothman but i it is yeah. interesting to me a lot of people seem to say like and that's why i think a lot of people reported later than their actual sightings is because they would see something and they would not really know what to say or who to tell mm -hmm. and then maybe like a month later they're maybe telling mm -hmm. someone about it and they're like oh you should reach out to this lon guy he like yeah. has a website about that mm -hmm. so it's almost like right. eventually they would learn the right person to tell but I'm sure there's so many people who probably saw something and never knew who to tell and never wanted to say anything. And so they yeah. just kind of like never said anything. So um, I know yeah. who I wouldn't tell the police because they would just be true. like, yeah, okay, keep drinking, buddy. <laughs> have another no beer. Yeah, they, yeah. Wouldn't do, they wouldn't really do anything. Although in our Mineral Point Vampire, check that podcast out, the police did actually investigate. So. That's true. The police had their yeah their own experience. There actually yeah. are multiple of these like 160 sightings in Chicago. I think like at oh, least two wow. or three of them were meant like were police officers who had the um, had the experiences. I don't know if I specifically called any of them out, but um, but yeah. yeah, there's a lot of reputable people, and that's something I'll talk a little bit about later. Okay. Um, but it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, so. Um, where was I? I just want to make sure September I don't 10th. anything. Oh yeah, September 10th. Okay, so this was interesting. Uh uh this so there were two sightings within one hour, and both of them <laughs> um, like reached out to Lon. And yeah, super interesting. So there was one sighting in Avalon Park. This is in the downtown area, and a man um was with one of his friends, and they both observed this like dark object flying high in the sky at first they thought it was maybe like a jet but then they were like no it's moving way too slow to be a jet and yeah. um and then they kind of were like getting a closer look at it and they said that it was shaped like a human and it had wings like a large bat um and it was like very slowly flying in a northern direction and at the time he wasn't even aware of lon's website um, and he, I think he like had went to a restaurant or something and was telling someone about it. And they were like, sure. they told him about Lon. And so he reached out to him pretty much like an hour after he had the experience. And so Lon like took down his account. And then literally an hour later, a military veteran in a totally different location. And this person, um, she had aircraft experience. And so she was very familiar, obviously, with like what jets and airplanes look like mm -hmm. and how they operate. And she had a very similar experience in the Douglas neighborhood, which is about seven miles north of Avalon Park. So remember the first guy said that the creature right. was flying north at a slow speed. An hour later, mm. it's seven miles north. She said she saw basically the exact same thing. Um, an unknown being slowly gliding across the sky, dark in color with wings shaped like a large bat. So like the exact same description. And she said it, she knew it was not an aircraft or a drone because it wouldn't have been able to maintain that altitude with how slow it was moving. Right. Like, so huh. very interesting. Um, so these all happened in 2017. There's so many more sightings in 2017. So again, mm. I think like it'd be fun to kind of come yeah. back every once in a while. Like yeah. maybe, you know, uh, just here's five more sightings of the Mothman. Because Mothman there's so many kind of ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mothman alerts definitely would be fun. Um, 
What's interesting is that there there seems to be kind of like different phases of the sightings too. So mm. again, 2017 was a lot of downtown sightings. There are people seeing the Mothman like near um, the Willis Tower, Sears Tower. Um, like I think one guy saw thought yeah. he saw Mothman jump like off the top of the tower. Um, oh. There's yeah, mm. there's people like seeing it in like Millennium Park, like very you know very local to the downtown area. Um, but then as we move on, it kind of like shifts a little bit. So 2018 had some interesting sightings. So there were 16 sightings in 2018. Um, there, one of them was the last of three sightings that occurred specifically at like a campground and um, reservoir called Prairie Creek Reservoir near Muncie, Indiana. So I kind of mentioned this before. Um, but what I think is interesting is that like this is kind of in the middle of nowhere and there were three very similar sightings that all happened in this one area. So the um, this is the last one, but it was the first one reported, but it was a military veteran who saw a seven foot tall humanoid um, flying just above the trees with large bat like wings. Very, you know, you see very mm -hmm. similar descriptions over and over again. Um, and it glided with steady, slow speed, didn't flap its wings and, um, he actually refused to mention it outside of his family until uh, later in the year, he heard of some recent sightings in Gary, Indiana. And so then he finally felt comfortable reaching out to Lon, um, but he still didn't give his name or anything. Um, but then after his sighting, a couple other people uh, mentioned also seeing something at Prairie Creek Reservoir. So this person said they saw something similar in the winter of 2011, also at dusk. And they saw a man-sized creature crouched by the road and the creature Ooh. approached her car Ooh. and like stood upright. So she got a really good look at it um, yeah. and said that, you know, it was like seven feet tall and the creature stepped on her car and then used it to propel itself into the air. <laughs> oh, wow. dang. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. yeah. Right. That'd be so bizarre. Um, but so she said that this creature had a huge wingspan and glowing yellow eyes and she never told anyone except her husband. And her husband said that he, you know, it was probably a bird. Like, don't you know don't like spread this around but then i guess he saw the article the other person i know like what kind of bird would like <laughs> what that's, what, that's the always hell of a bird you got there lady. right yeah seven, <laughs> seven foot tall bird with you know a man's body but you know whatever yeah whatever um, do you so know her husband oh yeah what do you know if it left any damage on her car um it did not say that it did so i don't okay. think it did interesting yeah. So maybe it's light yeah. on its feet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yep. No. It's interesting. Um, yeah, so her husband's actually the one who saw an article about the other um, story that I just mentioned at Prairie Creek Reservoir. And he was like, oh, like, crap, maybe my wife didn't just see a bird. And then he actually encouraged his wife to reach out about <laughs> it, um, which is funny to me. I'm like, oh, classic, like, guy. Change of like, heart. That. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then after both of these stories, a third person reached out to Lon about an experience they had in the summer of 2007. Um, so a couple years before that. So, and uh, it was, uh, like sunset. And so he, Lon actually says that this witness is a known, like a well-known incredible media professional. Um, but again, wanted to stay anonymous. So we don't know their name. Um, but he, this person said that they saw what looked like a human standing at the end of a dock in the Prairie Creek Reservoir. And it was standing with like its back towards him and one of his friends. And then it turned around and it had glowing yellow eyes. And after looking at them for a couple of 
seconds it spread its wings and he said he had a, a really huge wingspan and it took off into the sky um he said it was six feet tall with a huge wingspan dark in color again like so many of these sightings um and he also again mentioned that it only flapped its wings like once or twice and then like kind of shot into the sky so again like very few wing movements yeah. it seems right so that was interesting so those um kind of like unique to 2018 there were a lot more um sightings it seems in 2018 outside the chicago region like more oh. in the outskirts yeah so 2019 i thought this was interesting so three sightings all happened in woodstock illinois during this year and they all happened between february and march and woodstock is like um, quite a ways northwest of Chicago. So kind of okay. a little bit closer to like um, Rockford. So it's not really in like the metropolitan area, mm -hmm. um, but they all, but yeah, three um, kind of very similar sightings all happened within three months. Um, so mm. yeah. So these encounters are all labeled as large winged bipeds and the witnesses all describe the creature pretty similarly as being extremely tall with large leathery wings and that the wings were shaped like a gargoyle's wings. So again, I guess I would explain a gargoyle's wings kind of like a bat. So it may right. be kind of similar. Um, but the first of these three sightings, someone actually found a strange print in the snow associated yeah, with this. That. Yeah. So I also have a picture of this at the bottom, which again we can yeah. share on Instagram. Ooh. But it's if yeah. you look at the um, the mm -hmm. measuring tape, it looks like it's about 19 inches long. Yep. So oh. a really large print. Yeah. And then it's almost like curved with like two yeah. large like toes almost. Like it's oh. very strange. So yeah, right. I don't know. What what do you what do you think, John? So this is really interesting to me. Somebody can somebody do the quick math from what like 2011 to like 2020. I think it's like 80 sightings, maybe more. Am I am I yeah. off? Okay. Yeah, no, right? I think that's about right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit more, a little less. My point is. When do you get 80 people to admit something this, I don't want to say outlandish, this is not the right word, but like this kind of out of world experience, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, it's usually UFOs, right? Oh, I saw a UFO, right. blah, 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 you know, because people are more like in today's world, like, oh, yeah, that happens, especially with the military coming forward and saying, ah, here's some pictures. Right, <laughs> yeah. We've like, about a long time. For sure. But something like this, what blows my mind, Brooke, is that people, first of all, they pretty much say have the same description, pretty much have the same feelings, pretty much have the same, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know, I don't know if I should tell me, I, well, you know, and right. but come forward and talk about this, I think is just, well, good for them, number one, because mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting. And also, I think what's even more interesting is that it's just happening in certain areas. That yeah. you don't have like the original Mothman people going, oh yeah, I, I've seen it, I blah blah blah. You know, not as much as this. I mean, this is I've never heard. Well, next to Bigfoot, <laughs> right? I've <laughs> never heard something like this that's in a certain area where there's so much activity. So yeah, interesting. It's it's really interesting, and it's yeah, especially I don't know with Point Pleasant. 
Like it's almost, I feel like the small townness kind of makes more sense that everyone's kind of seeing the same thing because they're all like talking sure. to each other. Right. They're all like, oh, I was over here, I was mm-hmm. over there, and I saw this yeah. thing. And like it's a, you know, it's a town of like 3,000 people. So it kind of makes right. sense that, but like Chicago is like the third largest city in the US. It's like people aren't talking to each other about this. No. Like they're all mm-hmm. kind of individually yeah. having these experiences. So it's, right. yeah, it's very, it's very intriguing. Uh, yeah. And I, I agree. It's interesting too, seeing like the pockets of like it, you could almost looking at the map see like all the different clusters from each of the years that like it shifted around and wasn't just like it wasn't super sporadic or anything. It was like oh, in this year, most of the sightings were in this area, and in this year they were mostly in this area. So, so I have a yeah. quick question for Megan. Now, be truthful, Megan. Okay, <laughs> all right. You're on the hot seat. If you saw this thing. Are you going to report it or remain anonymous? Because I know Brooke already said anonymous. I think I'd go anonymous. <laughs> Megan, what do you think? I feel like I would probably keep anonymous, but I would definitely not keep quiet about it because okay. I feel like yeah. I would be so dumbfounded that I saw this huge thing that I've never seen before that I feel like mm-hmm. I would just be like asking all around about what it could possibly be. And mm-hmm. that kind of leads me into another thought that I had a lot of these people are kind of seeing different things. So my right. thought is, is it multiple creatures, you know, in kind of the same family? Or is it just that you didn't really get a chance to get a good look at it? Because I'm wondering, right. did these people get like two seconds, three seconds to look at it? Well, or, you know, yeah, in the cases where, yeah, yeah they were staring, like the Mothman was staring at them, you got a good look at it. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if maybe people are seeing different things just because their brains didn't have a a good chance mm. to really take it in. Plus, yeah, it's like, oh, I just saw this crazy thing. And then your mind starts playing tricks on you. It's mm-hmm. like, is that really what I saw? Like, mm-hmm. I must be making that up. So I can see right. why people would be like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. Like, people think I'm crazy. Right. Because mm. you definitely, I think, if you don't get, like, a good look at it, I think your mind kind of fills in the blanks a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yes, but it does. does, it's interesting that the people who kind of describe having like that, the people um, where there were two sightings within an hour, like they both got a pretty good look at it. We're like staring it up, staring at it up in the sky for a long time. And they both described it almost identically to each other. So right. it does seem like if the longer you get, you look at it or like the more, you know, more mm-hmm. time you have, um, yeah. the more like accurate, I guess you can describe it. But, but yeah, it's very interesting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> And now we have one in Mineral Point? Oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back. Very, very interesting. Yes. Is that is that the next thing? I think that's, I think it's, yeah, we're coming up. Yeah, Mineral Point sighting. Uh, so this, again, was in 2019. And um, this was interesting. This one was a little different. So a woman reported seeing <laughs> two feathered creatures. Okay. Uh, both seven to eight feet tall. And she said that they were arguing with each other. <laughs> so naturally yeah like she like that's the vibe that she got i I don't think she heard them but she said they looked like they were arguing with each other okay i mean they they still can argue with each other why not yeah it's true they might be having a disagreement you know and or or two people in big bird costumes maybe maybe maybe. a little weird she did say, so this one, you know, maybe not costumes, because she said that they were actually, like, fading in and out of, like, existence, almost. Oh, like, they were, like, yeah. flickering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very interesting, because I think that um, 
there's a lot of even Lon himself, I think, thinks that these aren't like flesh and blood like creatures, but there's sure. some kind of like, you know, world jumping, you know, I don't know, like corporeal forms of some sort, mm. um, which I think a lot of people mm-hmm. sort of think of Mothman because it, it seems very unlikely that there would be some kind of man, seven foot man shaped bird, and we don't have <laughs> any sort of like yeah. bones or like, you know, remains from a right. creature like that uh-huh. if they're just flying around Chicago. Um, so most people, I think, kind of subscribe to the idea that they're not really here, like they're mm. here, but they're not like physical beings that we could like catch and like, you know, sure. right. Um, right, right, or like yeah. kill or whatever. But um, so it's kind of interesting to me that she described actually physically seeing them like fading in and out of existence. Like maybe they were, you know, I don't know, in one place mm. and another place at the same time. I sure. don't know. Yeah. Um, and this woman actually had a second encounter in that same year with what she described as a large winged gargoyle. She said with a 25 foot wingspan, which Whoa. is crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> she said this creature. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's That would be terrifying. That's like a dragon. Uh, but she said that this uh, being was perched on top of the Mineral Point Opera House across from her and... Uh, or near it. I think she was at the opera house and then um, mm. it was across the street from her, like kind of looking down at her. I think that this woman actually works with Lon now because she reached out to mm. him and they like got to know each other and she, I cool. think, might write for the website now, which is kind of cool. But also Mineral Point having an opera house is interesting to me. That town has like 2,000 people in it, but... yeah, yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, kind of cool. It's kind of fun that uh, she's from Mineral Point. We just talked about Mineral Point, so... Uh, definitely a lot of weird things going on there. And yeah, like you said, John, maybe the Mineral Point vampire was Mothman this whole time. You know, he was like up in the tree and <laughs> yes, right, was, there you, you go. know. Which, which for the record again was not me. Right. <laughs> was not I was John. Tree yelling at people, <laughs> berating them, and jumping down and jumping over a 10-foot wall. That was not me. <laughs> but then again, you cannot prove that I wasn't there. So I'm kind of true. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you, it going and see if people, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> you haven't given us an alibi yet, but that's, no, that's okay. No yeah, we don't believe you. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, this one. So now we're in 2020. There were 18 sightings in 2020, and I'm excited for this one, especially for Megan, because there was a Ooh. sighting in Oregon, Wisconsin. Wonderful. My hometown. Yes. Yes. So 2020 on Thanksgiving night. Um, so this was reported by the Singular 14 Society. So that group in Madison. And essentially, this was two young women. I think they're like 1920. Um, so pretty young. And they said they saw an eight to nine foot tall winged person around 20 or uh, around 1030 p.m. And it swooped down towards their car at the intersection of Sand Hill Road and Duntown Line Road. Do you, okay. Are you familiar with this location? Uh, that's know. about five minutes from my house. So I'm a little Is scared. Is it really? I'm a little scared <laughs> oh my right God. now. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, that's, um, cool. it's like um, surrounded by farmland. So maybe that's yeah. like its habitat. It's yeah. like pretty, well, that's what uh, they. Rural. Yeah, that's kind of what they said is that it was like standing out in a field and it like, and they, I think they even said at first they thought it, they were like, oh my God, is that Bigfoot? And weirdly that was not the only time that someone had experienced that because they said it was like brown and furry which again not like the other mothmen of like chicago that we were like just talking about this seems to be a different thing um Mm -hmm. because it was brown furry um with like they said with no neck 
Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that it was just standing out in a field kind of being like ominous and then it like spread its wings and like flew towards them. Um, and they also describe other weird experiences. So they said that there was weird radio interference that night. Um, and they kept like driving around the town trying to see it again. And they also saw deer acting very strange. So they saw at least seven mm-hmm. deer like fleeing from the area um, where they saw this creature. So um, very odd. Hold on, Brooke. Hold on, Brooke. So yeah. wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> wait Let me a get second. this straight. Let me get this straight. There's two young women driving around. They see this wild creature uh, that's with no neck and red eyes. And, and I'll be like, hey, Sally? Yeah. <laughs> Julie, let's just drive around and see if we can find him or her. Yeah, yeah that'd be really cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> Come on. I mean, I mean there's a... not much to do in Oregon, John. You got to keep yourself entertained somehow. <laughs> we're, both, we're all here. We love the paranormal, as we said a million times. Even both of us would probably be like, or all of us would be like, like freaked hey, out. Uh, Brooke, <laughs> make it, like, maybe I'm going we should, home. Uh, I don't know. Leave, please. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, I agree. And reading, if you read this account, I I don't like just, I don't, I don't know that I like think that they absolutely didn't see something, but they, the way that they talk about it is kind of, I mean, they sound like teenage girls, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Very nonchalant. And I'm like, really? Like, this is like a life mind altering experience. And they're just kind of like, yeah, we were like running around looking for it. We're trying to find (laughs) it again. Like, oh, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I would recommend reading that article because uh, I will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. it's definitely interesting. That's crazy <laughs> that that happened on Thanksgiving night in 2020 because I would have been home at that time because it was during right. the pandemic, Ooh. so we were all at our homes. So yeah, this, there was a sighting literally five minutes from my house. That's yeah, you didn't even know it. Right? Yeah, let's keep it that That's way. Crazy. I'm a little scared, right? <laughs> I don't know if I really want to see it, especially, you know, if I'm out and about like in Chicago and see it. Sure. But like, I don't really want to see it outside my house. Hey, Megan, (gasps) come on. I want you tonight. I want you to go out there all alone around one o'clock in the morning with a flashlight. And I want you to start. Come on for the show, Megan. Let's go. All right. Well, you guys are going to have to go on without me then because I probably won't make it. (laughs) She'll probably just pass away. (laughs) So long story short, we're a two-person podcast now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll keep you updated. No, don't uh, do that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also, sorry, my cat just jumped onto my lap. You might have heard him meowing in the background, but <laughs> oh, okay. we love. Oh, yeah, him. he's he's hanging out. Pippin's hanging out. Uh, yeah. So Oregon, we gotta. We should, maybe we should do an investigation. Yes, we will. Next to old man I'm, weary. I'm down. Old man yeah. weary. Uh, what was the bloody bridge and the little yes. kids screaming, "Mommy, help me!" We, we yeah. got, it. we got, it. we got, we got <laughs> a yeah, lot. We of got stuff like we a whole do. road trip now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whole road trip. Yes, that's true. <laughs> oh man. So uh, moving on. Um, 2020, actually 2019, kind of. There suddenly seemed to be a huge huge influx in sightings that occurred Mm. um in around o'hare international airport like like tons of them i think um there were what did i i think i have it later on but in total 37 of the sightings at least kind of looking at the map of there are about 37 sightings near o'hare and about 95 percent 
of them occurred between 2019 and today. So tons of sightings all of a sudden in the O'Hare area, Hmm. um, which were not really happening before this. So in 2020, um, there was one woman, and I found this um, like outside of the Phantoms and Monsters website, so I wanted to mention it, but this was kind of just like very vague. But a woman said that she was driving near um, O'Hare Airport and she was stopped because she saw a seven foot tall um, being with glowing red eyes, making mm. chirping and rapid yep. clicking noises at her. So again, they yeah. all seem like to make these said. weird noises. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was spooked by that. And that I think was one of the earlier sightings in the O'Hare area, but something that a little bit more interesting um, is that in July of 2020, wait, no, is this? Yeah, this is still 2020. Okay. Just have yep. to keep going back, making sure I'm the right year. Um, so July of 2020, this uh, creature was actually seen by an air traffic controller. And mm. so this guy uh, said that he had been working at um, O'Hare for seven years. And he's had some weird experiences, but he said this was by far the weirdest thing he's ever experienced. And he only saw this one time. But basically, um, air traffic controllers have to take like mandatory breaks every once in a while because they need to make sure their awareness is, you know, they're very alert and everything. Because obviously, very high stakes. Um, <laughs> are yeah. associated Heart's with their job. Uh, yes, we know, you know, if you've seen Breaking Bad, we know what happens when a, <laughs> a air traffic controller is distracted. Um, so um, he was on one of his mandatory breaks and he went for a walk outside near one of the terminals. And while he was out there, he saw a seven foot tall dark shape, shaped like a man um, near a light pole that was within 20 to 25 feet of him. And he said that mm-hmm. it seemed to almost be like resting like it almost looked like a guy just kind of standing there with his head facing towards the ground. Yeah. He didn't notice that he was there. And he said there were actually like three other people that were also near him. And they were all looking at this thing, just kind of like dumbfounded. Okay. And so they were looking at it for maybe like a minute. And then a service vehicle came like, you know, like a baggage truck or something like that came. Um, and the creatures saw the lights of this vehicle and its head kind of like snapped up. And they saw, they all saw that this creature had like these piercing red eyes and mm. then it kind of like spread its wings and flapped twice and disappeared into the air um, once it saw huh. that truck because it was like spooked mm. by it. Um, and so this person said, yeah, like this was the most bizarre experience he's ever had um, while he was at work. And he also said that he knows of at least three other air traffic controllers and three pilots who have had similar experiences, um, wow. which he... And he said he did not even he like he heard about those experiences before and he didn't like fully yeah. believe them until he saw it himself. Hmm. Um, that being said, in May 31st, so this was actually before. So this might have been one of the pilots that he was talking about. There was a pilot who saw this creature and reported it um, as well. So this guy and by the way, like Lon always um, like verifies the identities of these people. Like he asked for like verification sure. that they've worked at O'Hare, right. like verification mm. that they are who they say they are, that oh, their good, job is good. what they say they, good um, good. you know, which is great too. Yeah. So this was um, an airline pilot and I have like these direct quotes um, from him. Cause I thought it was kind of interesting just hearing his first yeah. experience. So he said, I was flying into O'Hare international airport at approximately seven thirty AM that morning, which was May 31st. As we're taxiing off the active runway and toward the terminal, I spotted something out of the corner of my eye. I turned to see a large black human-like creature fly up and into the sky. I saw this creature for about four seconds before he flew up and above the cockpit window and out of the, and out of my sight. 
I immediately shouted it out for my co-pilot who caught a glimpse of it before he flew out of sight. We were both awestruck by the sighting and it left us completely dumbfounded. Hmm. I radioed the incident into ATC who made a note of it and the rest of the flight was uneventful and we disembarked as we disembarked our passengers without an incident. I brought this incident up amongst my colleagues online and was told by several other pilots that they had either seen or heard from others who have had this exact experience and seen the same thing that we saw. Hmm. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. He also later told Lon when asked um, that he couldn't really say much else about what the creature looked like, except that it was human shaped and it had large black wings and that it wasn't a bird. And, you know, from a, from a pilot, I'm sure like, yeah, he's seen a lot of birds uh, as yeah. he's been taking off. Like yeah. imagine, you know, like you've probably experienced everything you would think you would see mm-hmm. as a pilot. And then to see that and be weirded out by it, like that's pretty significant. Yes. that is. Um, yeah. So lot a lot of weird stuff going on around O'Hare. And actually in 2021, 2021 was a little bit slower with only 10 sightings, but almost all of them were at O'Hare Airport. And this <laughs> one, John, I believe you said you had heard about this one. So yeah. July of 2021 um, at O'Hare, there were a group of employees. So at least eight employees um, saw this creature. They were all like unloading um, baggage from one of the planes. And they said like a man-sized um creature was standing by a fence as they were unloading the plane um and all of their supervisors i guess saw it as well and asked them not to say anything um so did you have anything else on that john that you know i think i i think i sent it to you a while ago before we even decided we wanted to wanted to do this uh episode and no other than he's just a normal guy he, he, there's right. nothing for him to be like, oh, I'm going to make an extra couple thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's where I thought I was like, oh, that's interesting. He's not going to make that up, especially, you know, with baggage handlers. They don't have all day to like, you know, <laughs> sit right. there around, you know, flight, especially in O'Hare. Flights are yeah, you're busy. In. Yeah. So if you just get a smoke break and you're kind of looking, you're like, whoa, I mean, I, that's kind of a, a one of those stories that you have to at least take a second look at and say, this guy could be telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And especially, I think like multiple of his coworkers had also kind of reported it, but they all reported it anonymously because they like genuinely feared that they're, they would like lose their jobs if they like had been open about it, which is really interesting to yeah. me as well. Um, I know that's kind of a thing with like weird things that happen like with airlines and yeah, there's like a whole separate story completely not about Mothman at all. But I know like there was a certain airline where they had taken parts of a crash plane and put them on all these different air, um, like the working parts they use for different uh, airplanes. Mm -hmm. And on those airplanes, people were having like really weird, like spooky experiences of like seeing like ghosts and stuff. And, um, and like, flight attendants and pilots and stuff were experiencing this, but they were basically being told like, do not report this or like you'll yeah. lose your job. Oh, yeah. Um, My God. So it's really interesting. Like it seems like airlines specifically like really want to keep mm-hmm. that stuff under wraps. And, right. but like, think about how much weird stuff you might see as a, as like a pilot. Like I'm sure yeah. that they, mm-hmm. you know, that people see weird stuff like while they're flying. Cause like, Ooh, you can see everything from up there. So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of odd, but um, yeah. and I'm, I'm convinced there are hundreds of stories like this where people just don't say anything because they're like, yeah. well, I don't want to lose my job and mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, 
being with a therapist for the rest of my life. Right, you know, exactly. I saw what I saw. Um, I yeah. Think that the whole, and once we get into uh, uh, bigger and um, better subjects, we will see that a lot where people mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, I, I've known that since I've been 15 years old and I didn't want to say anything. And now they're like in their 60s. Interesting. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot more, which on top of it is insane when you think about let's say there's 80 more sightings that people haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Good point. Hmm. For sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, especially I think when you talk about like pilots, because they obviously like can't lose their job. They're so specialized. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't want to be like the pilot who's like unhireable because like what else are you going to do? You've spent so much money becoming Mm -hmm. a pilot that you don't want to like shake the, you know, rattle the the chains or whatever. I don't know what euphemism, but uh, yeah, it's just it's really interesting. I would I'm interested to see if there's like a subreddit or something where like pilots anonymously stuff. It'd be (laughs) kind of cool to look at too yeah but um but yeah so that was 2021 um 2022 i like didn't grab any specific experiences i was kind of running out of time to do research because i was getting so into this but um 2023 this year there has been three sightings so far um and so i want to talk about a couple of them there was one on january 15th that was actually another o'hare experience so this was actually a fireman who spotted O'Hare or who spotted the Mothman at O'Hare. He described it as um, in a very similar way as everyone else. So being seven feet tall um, with at least a 15 foot wingspan, glowing red eyes and making rapid clicking noises. Mm. Um, And then interestingly, so this was the experience from just uh, about a week ago, at least at the time that we're recording this. Um, So February 5th, 2023, multiple witness actually, multiple witnesses experienced this. So there was a, they were in the, I guess it was after work and this was in the little village plaza. So they were out in like an alley. This was again, like downtown. And I guess they hang out there like every day, but this day there was um, a large thing perched on top of one of the buildings. It had red eyes and it was kind of staring at them. They all felt super uneasy about it. Um, And then eventually it just like, again, flew straight up into the air, like flapped its wings a couple times and kind of disappeared into the night. Sure. So, again, so many people have experiences like that. It's crazy. But so that kind of brings us to the present. Um, again, there are so many other sightings. I would really recommend like going through uh, the map and just kind of reading through some of them because I just kind of was clicking random ones and being like, right. oh, that, that's interesting. I'm going to talk about <laughs> yeah. that. But there's there's so many I didn't even get a chance to read. So we can definitely like come back to this and talk about it. But it's it's really fun. It's really interesting. Absolutely come back to this, Brooke. Yeah. And you know what we have to do, Megan and Brooke? And I know maybe we're stealing this from other people, but we're going to have to do a top five of like Mothman, Bigfoot, Lock Yeah, Ness, top five cryptids. Hodag, you know. I'm down. Maybe, Definitely. Right. Or maybe like a top <laughs> five sightings or like we talked about, a Mothman update. Yes. Kind of mentioned yeah. that in our, um, you know, episodes uh, in the For future. For sure. Yeah, I think I think it'd be fun if we can find like a couple more things that we didn't talk about yet and just kind of just kind of touch on it. It'd be it'd be fun. It'll be a good yeah. time. I'm sure that there will continue to be uh, sightings of the Chicago Mothman. It seems like yeah. he's he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So no. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about so that's all the sightings. Um, 
that we're going to talk about today, but I wanted to chat about some of the theories against, um, or like not really against, but some of the theories that people have come up with over the years to explain oh, like what this might be, if not an actual Mothman. Um, the number one one that I always see, and this I saw the same thing with the Point Pleasant Mothman, is that oh, it's a Sandhill Crane, no. which always just annoys me. <laughs> no, it isn't. I know. I'm like sand. Okay, so if you don't know what a sandhill crane is, because you know we experience them a lot in the Midwest, but uh, yeah. they're about they can be about three to four feet tall. They're very large birds. Their wingspans can be up to seven feet tall, and they do have red markings around their eyes. So I think yeah. people like are like, oh, red markings. Yeah, yeah, this is what people are seeing. And the other thing too is they make this very strange noise. I uh, it's kind of it's described as a rattling bugle call. Yeah. Um, I tried to look it up. I'm like, how would you even describe it? They make a odd noise. But the thing is, is that. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, people in the Midwest know what a freaking sandhill crane looks no, like. Crane like. We is. see them, yeah. yeah, we see them all the time. <laughs> um, also, sandhill cranes have very long necks, which directly conflicts yeah. with the fact that most right. people say this creature has no neck. Um, and, like, even if, like, this explains, like, maybe 5% of sightings, yeah. like, this, there's no percent. way, yeah, there's no way that there's, that this is, like, the majority of sightings. There's just no, no I wouldn't go with that. No. No. Um, I, I can tell you, just jumping in really quick, yeah. right down the road for me, I have Sandhill Crane armies. They're mm -hmm. all over the field right. near me. In fact, I can say this: it, it can't be, it can't. Mothman cannot be Sandhill Crane because one time when I was coming home from work, these two Sandhill Cranes flew right over my windshield. They were right on right. the next to the road. I drove past them. And I'm thinking, I'm going to hit these stupid cranes. <laughs> and they flew right over my car. They were mere inches from my windshield. No. I, I'm yeah. Like, like it wasn't, yeah. Not yeah. even close. I was well, scared. Sure. I was like, stupid sandhill crane. <laughs> right. You know. Come on. Plus, they're no. they're large, but they're not that no, large. Not. Right. Yeah. Absolutely like I know, not. I'm sure some people could maybe like over exaggerate, but like, oh well, yeah, you would have three to, to four feet is a much. Yeah. It's yeah. a huge difference from like seven to eight feet. Like oh, that's absolutely. there's just I don't know. Again, like I could buy that maybe like five percent of these people maybe saw a crane and mm -hmm. maybe they were new to the area and seen them before. Yeah. yeah, but like certainly not everyone. Um. So yeah, so I think that one's stupid. Um, another one people talk about is like an evolutionary adaptation, I guess, is like we tend to see human-like shapes where there are none because it draws our attention to possible threats, which I guess, sure, but like, why would we just randomly see human-like shapes in the middle of the sky mm -hmm. if it's not, if it's just a bird or something? Mm -hmm. um, this one was kind of interesting. People say, you know, that we're priming ourselves to see Mothman because we know about Mothman or we want to see him because he's like popular in pop culture. But something I want to point out is that in 2017, that wasn't really true because yeah. uh, first of all, right. that like um, that Mothman prophecies movie came out in 2002. So way earlier than this, but also Wait. even like, the Point Pleasant Mothman. Um, there was like a couple documentaries uh, yeah. released. One of them, um, there was ones in 2011, 2017, and 2020, but none of them were popular. No. Um, and then uh, the BuzzFeed Unsolved Mothman episode, I feel like kind of did spark quite a bit of intrigue <laughs> in Mothman, but that even didn't mm. come out until April of 2018. Yeah. Um, and then... <clears throat> I thought this was kind of fun and Megan would appreciate this. I actually <laughs> looked up the mentions of the word Mothman 
um, according to keywords everywhere and Google Trends. Okay. Uh, and the Mothman, like the use of Mothman in like search terms across the United States actually dipped in 2017 nationally and then picked back up in 2018 after that BuzzFeed and Salt episode came out. Okay. Um, so sense. really, yeah. So really there was no reason for like 2017 to specifically be like, you know, the time when everyone started talking about Mothman because it wasn't like he was popular in pop culture at that time. So, um, so Brooke, you got me, this is, now you got me all absorbed in this Mothman thing. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that what is the largest bat in the world? You may ask. Oh, flying yeah, fox. it would be a flying fox, yeah. Flying fox. So what they get to, they're not even around here. Uh, they're like in Australia mm -hmm. and, and other places like that. But their wingspan is only six feet. Mm -hmm. And only. they have a length <laughs> of, a, of about <laughs> right. 16 inches. So, right, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a huge flying fox. <laughs> I mean, if they right. would that. And to be in Chicago, there's no way, because they eat fruit. They're pretty docile. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that we don't even really have flying foxes. No, in the US. no, they're, they're more they're like Australia. Yeah, like, you know, warmer places. So mm -hmm. like I love them. I think flying foxes are yeah, so cute, cute. By the way, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I just I don't really see like any. But I think the sandhill crane is the only even remotely plausible one, like for animals mm -hmm. in the Midwest of like what maybe would explain some of the sightings but like there really isn't anything else like no maybe a bald eagle i don't know but mm -hmm. even that like people yeah, that's, like that's you know what a bird looks like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, people know what birds look like i don't know yeah. I, you wouldn't see a bald eagle and describe it as a gargoyle no 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 way no yeah no. yeah so another explanation is that it's some kind of hoax so maybe no. someone's pulling some kind of prank <laughs> i know and this like is stupid yeah, especially because like this happened over such a long period of time. And also I looked mm -hmm. it up and apparently um because a lot of people say, oh, maybe it's a drone, but drones didn't really yeah. become like common for public use until 2013. And even then, like no one really had one. But like there were, you know, a lot of sightings before 2013. And so for it to be right. like this long, like this long-standing hoax where this guy just been trying to prank people for like 20 years, that seems very unlikely. Yeah, um, it's pretty long prank <laughs> yeah for sure um uh, i also i already mentioned this but i did say that like you know the point pleasant mothman seems to have been connected to the silver bridge collapse but so far i don't want to say so far nothing bad has happened in chicago and <laughs> yeah, i don't think anything <laughs> i'm not not trying to wish some kind of infrastructural uh, calamity on chicago. even though the bears suck we, we yeah, don't even, yeah you know not. we don't yeah. want yeah <laughs> But other than that, I love Chicago. Yeah, other than that, we love Chicago. So, yeah, you know. for sure. Um, and then I just want to mention, because a lot of people try to debunk this, but just some things that I think kind of give more like credence to like the Chicago Mothman and all of that is a lot of these accounts come from really reputable right. sources. So like we have seen firefighters, police officers, pilots, air controllers, like people who have, you know, a good head on their shoulders who are like kind of meant mm -hmm. to be like skeptical, meant to be like have seen a lot of a lot of stuff in their lives, um, are actually seeing this stuff, which is really interesting. And a lots of a lot of the witnesses line up with each other, like a lot of their accounts line up with other accounts in terms of the appearance of the creature and the behavior of the creature. And a lot of those people didn't even really know about Lon beforehand. So it's not like they were reading yeah. all these other accounts and then like trying to match it. It's like 
you know, they had this experience and then some random person was like, hey, this guy might listen to you. And they were <laughs> relaying their experiences yeah, to him but, or to someone yeah, else. Right. Yeah. And also like the clusters of appearances, I think is really interesting. Like mm-hmm. in small, like, uh, not even like Chicago specifically, but just outside of Chicago, like, oh, there were four right here within the same time frame, and all of that. So <clears throat> I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you think that they're, that this is some kind of hoax or do you think this is like legit? What do you think this is? John, what do you think? So believe it or not, I'm going to give a yes on this. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason why is just because there's something going on here that just doesn't make sense that so many people are saying they see it. And yes, sure. There are people could be like, Oh, it's a Sand Hill crane. You moron. Oh yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Okay, that does happen. Or, oh, you know, my eyes play tricks on me. But I don't know. I mean, there's just so, so many. And, you know, it's really similar to, like, Bigfoot, where it just keeps coming up over and mm-hmm. over and over. I mean, th- I mean, he's the, you know, the the big cryptid of all time. You know what I mean? He, I mean, right. Bigfoot has been around forever. And people have said yes and no. and then, Right? And it's just been kind of mm-hmm. up and down. But people still seeing it. And people keep faking it. And, like, you won't let it go. And this is, like, wow, that's a long prank. <laughs> I mean, you mm-hmm. really got to get involved to really do this. And then why not somebody come out? Like uh, the Loch Ness monster, people have come out and said <laughs> on their deathbed, "Oh, I just was pulling a prank on somebody." Right? And, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, or they've come out in their deathbed about other cryptids. Oh, I was just, you know, having a little fun. I guess it got out of hand. I, I never meant for that to happen. So right. I'm going to give a yes on this, but I am just, oh my goodness, what could this be? So um, I'm going to mm-hmm. pull up my nerdy hat right now because i'm a nerd (laughs) and i play video games (laughs) so in the batman series of comics there is a creature called man bat and man bat Mm -hmm. was developed by this scientist who was trying to help batman and long story short he screwed up and turned himself into a bat (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) and then he goes around flying around gotham scaring a you know what out of people and Batman's trying to help him and everything like that. But but I thought, wait a minute, where did they get that from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, you didn't just right. make that up, or, did you? You know, did and you? man, a man bath character, even more nerdy, has only been around since the oh, about 70s, 80s, something like that. So it hasn't been around a long time. So yes, some imagination on their hand, but still it was like. Man, that is eerily similar <laughs> to what this thing is because it never really hurts anybody. He just scares people, just flies around and Gotham. Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" You know, look at that thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna say yes, Megan. What do you think? <laughs> Honestly, I'm inclined to agree with you, and I think one thing that really sticks out for me is those reputable sources yeah. as Brooke says you know firefighters police officers pilots air right. controllers like these are people who they get to work they're going to do their job they're straightforward you know mm-hmm. they don't have time right. to mess around and yeah, you know make up stories like that because like think about this do you just like go about your day being like oh i'm gonna make up a story about a flying right. seven foot bat that bored. i saw right yeah. it's like i don't <laughs> i i just feel like it seems more plausible when it's coming 
from people mm-hmm. who don't typically mess around. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like the ocean almost. It's like the ocean is filled with a bunch of things we don't really understand. It's like maybe yeah. this is something, you know, land-based that we just don't mm. understand. But something mm-hmm. interesting is um, you keep saying that it makes clicking noises. That's almost like what bats use to yeah. navigate, okay. like sonar. Yeah, like so sonar. Maybe, yeah. maybe it is, you know, something similar to a real bat who knows right yeah that's that is true so brooke you have put hours into this great episode so <laughs> give did. a conclusion you have yeah. a great conclusion here yeah let, yeah let us know yeah well you know i i would just say we might never know what these people are seeing yeah. but i think um it's easy for people to decide they don't believe them until they've had an experience sure. of their own i think that seems to be very uh, common like with a lot of these stories people will be like oh my co-workers were seeing it i didn't really believe them mm-hmm. but then i had this experience and i was like oh crap that actually happened um like plenty of these w- witnesses seem to be completely normal midwesterners who like they right. want to remain anonymous a lot of these people are anonymous which in that case it's like well, what even is the yeah. benefit in coming forward if you're gonna remain you mm-hmm. know if, if they're trying to like get clout or something like that obviously right. they wouldn't remain anonymous so yeah um, and we've seen that in a lot of cryptid stories, but I think like, regardless, these people truly believe what they saw. And um, in total, Lon has documented 160 sightings. Um, I believe there's probably a lot more than that. And I don't believe that all of these people are lying. Again, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. 20% of them are maybe, you know, yeah, but I think like with the amount of diligence he's put into making sure these people are who they say they are. And um and all of that and kind of compiling um, different from different sources as well. Um, it definitely, definitely seems like the majority of these are probably true encounters. They believe what they saw. Um, and, and yeah, so this is fun too. So Lon Strickler is conducting a worldwide search called the winged humanoid project. So he does want to hear your story. So if anyone out there has seen <laughs> Mothman it in the Chicago, up. yeah, if you've seen him in the Chicago or Lake Michigan area, you can contact him at Lon Strickler at phantomsandmonsters.com or check out his website. Um, it's really interesting, really, really kind of fun stuff. And I, you know, I personally hope that it is you know it's it's all real and i think it's all um at least there's some kind of truth behind it again yeah. i'm kind of in the lon strickler sort of mindset where he doesn't necessarily think that there's some kind of physical being but yeah. um more like a, a reality jumping entity I, of some sort but i all yeah. agree with you on that too brooke because you kept saying that it will only like flap its wings you know maybe one or two three times mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like how like a bird or a real bat would function like it just doesn't seem like it would have enough propulsion to like actually force, fly. Right. right yeah so i don't know something something interesting with that mm-hmm. yeah so i think in conclusion and you know jump in here tell me if i'm wrong I think we believe in this, but we believe it's something that maybe is not a man bat, but something different, uh, maybe a different evolution. Maybe maybe some mm-hmm. person has a lot of free time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, which would be, like we said, pretty, that's a long prank to take. But I think it's interesting that um, no one has tried to catch it yet. Um, right. That, that would be the next thing that I, I would see because they've been trying to catch Bigfoot and like Loch Ness and all the big cryptids for years and to know mm-hmm. uh, luck, obviously. 
Um, that's true. Yeah. So well, this it's actually uh, something. Sorry, really quickly, there was a. I think it was in the NPR article. Um, they actually interviewed this person who was like some kind of zoologist, and they were like, "Hey, do you think that this thing could be real?" And he was kind of like. Uh, like it seems very unlikely that like a yeah. mothman would be like a real creature that we haven't discovered yet because again like we would have seen something we would have we would have some kind of evidence mm-hmm. or some kind of dna some kind of remains of this creature and it's interesting to me because he actually said that he thinks that there's a much better case for like bigfoot being like a real actual creature that exists mm-hmm. somewhere but again i don't think that that necessarily means that like these mothman sightings aren't real or anything i just think it maybe is something sure like different like maybe catching bigfoot is like a more uh viable um course of action because maybe bigfoot is actually like a real flesh and blood being who like eats because i'm like i don't even i've never heard mm-hmm. anyone describe like what a mothman would like eat i guess they're like how would you <laughs> right, right. Catch it? Yeah. does it does it eat i don't yeah. know I was like, it, yeah maybe they do? don't yeah, I don't know. Oh. So this has been a jam-packed, wonderful 10th episode. Uh, shout out to Brooke for doing all this great research and Megan, you know, for uh, helping out and doing everything with the podcast and with the episodes and everything. You guys have been great. But this Thanks. is what I want to say. If you've had an experience, hey, we want to believe you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? So... Dairylandfrights at gmail.com. Hey, email us. Send us an experience. Um, We're going to put some of these pictures out, correct, on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so check out our Instagram. And like I said, check out our past episodes about some of the uh, cryptids, you know. As my new name for Brooke is the Cryptid Queen. I, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. So, I'm take yeah, that. so please, um, we love you guys all. We have been growing here. So thank you so much. Like I said, we're a homemade show. Um, and we love to see, hey, Megan and Brooke, we have people in France and Nigeria listening to us. Wow. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. Very cool. <laughs> so, yes, Very it's cool. awesome. And we do have people in California, you know, shout out to California and Wyoming and East Coast. Man. So we are growing and we only can do this if you help us out, right? <laughs> if you can continue to listen and, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, continue to uh, suggest topics. Maybe there's certain um, monsters or cryptids in your area that uh, we don't know about. Please, you mm-hmm. know, send us at, like I said, dairylandfrights at gmail.com. So anything else to add, Megan and Brooke? No, I think you I think you covered it. I would love if people would uh, suggest topics because it's fun. It's fun when it's uh, stuff that people maybe don't know a ton right. about. That's why I was excited about this one because, you know, I don't think a lot of people know about the Chicago Mothman. So no. it's fun to talk about that kind of stuff. Megan, what do you think? Anything else? Well, this was awesome, Brooke. I see all the hard work you put into this. And I think it just goes to show that there are you know, different things that you can look into in your area, chances are there probably is a cryptid or an unexplained happening in your area. I didn't know about mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Chicago Mothman, but really that's only a few hours from here. So it's... Yeah, uh, and it happened five minutes from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving, I like it. Megan, yeah. Megan, do not do that, by the way. Do not go up by yourself. Oh, dang it. All right, yeah. John, since you told me to, I won't. <laughs> 
Oh. Awesome. So with that, uh, another great show. Um, we have a Valentine's Day episode coming up too. So be prepared to listen to that. One of our mini episodes. Uh, we're excited about that. Share a little bit of fun. We're going to have a little fun with that episode. So again, like yeah. we say, you know, say hi to your ghost for us. But if you see the Mothman, say hi to Mothman, you know, because yeah. he's love too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Megan and Brooke, that. another great show. <laughs> love you. Uh, we will talk later. Sounds All good. Right. Till next week. <laughs>